Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Today's episode, I wanted to focus on soul searching what it's all about, the reality of soul searching, and some ways that you can do your own soul searching. So when we hear soul searching, we often think of, you know, figuring out what it is we want out of life, what is life, what is the purpose and meaning of life, what is our purpose, or perhaps, you know, you think of a spiritual retreat, or you think of people who go away on vacation to do some soul searching, but I feel like soul searching is a lot bigger than that. The past two years, I dedicated a lot of my time and energy to doing soul searching. But in reality, I feel like this process started even before that. Although I didn't take my soul searching seriously until about two years ago, and in the last year, I went through the depths of it, because on the outside, soul searching sounds, you know, so peaceful, it sounds enjoyable, but the reality is it's actually really hard. It can be painful and it can be lonely. But on the other side of your journey, there is a new sense of calmness and peace in solitude. It's almost as if you go through a total rebirth, stripping away your old self and allowing this new sense of self to form. So I'm going to focus today's episode on sharing my own soul searching experience and thoughts and things that I did that helped me with my soul searching, as well as sharing some realities of what soul searching was like for me. So starting off here, we are all born with intuition. It's that gut feeling that tells you what choice to make. When you intuitively know what is best for you. Our intuition is connected to our soul and it always knows what's best for us. It's like our inner compass. It's meant to guide us on our journey. But at a young age, society conditions us to push this intuition away. And this is usually because it's easier to control others with fear. And when we're tapped into our intuition, our fear isn't as strong, right? It's like faith over fear. If we all were able to rely on our intuition to guide us through life, we wouldn't fear as much as we do, which would mean that we'd be a lot harder to control. Think about it. At a young age, we are put into school, which conditions us to think a specific way. And in school, they push the narrative that you need to, you know, go to college in order to be successful, even if intuitively you feel that college isn't right for you. They use fear tactics to push you in that direction anyway. You know, saying things like, if you don't go to college, you won't have a good paying job and you'll struggle. So you fall for the fear tactics, even though your intuition is telling you it's not the right choice for you. And now, of course, this won't be for everyone because we all have different life paths. We all have different journeys. And for some of us, our intuition's saying, yes, go to college because, you know, you want to become a doctor. You want to become a lawyer. If you need college, you know, in order to get that degree, then yes, that makes sense. But that's not always for a lot of us. And for a lot of us too, we can sometimes feel like we're being pushed into a corner to go to college because of fear. Society is always trying to control our decisions and choices with fear. And this blocks our intuition and it's exactly what they want because it gives them more control. This is a huge realization I had through my own soul searching because through soul searching, I became reconnected with my intuition. There were many times in the past that I pushed my intuition away and followed the status quo due to fear. And it never worked out for me because it wasn't the path that I was meant for. And my intuition knew that. But 
Although I did make those choices to not follow my intuition, I learned a lot along the way. So when it comes to soul searching, we are really trying to get reconnected with our inner compass, our intuition. And the reality of this is that in order to get reconnected with our intuition, it's going to have to be a journey of solitude. It is a journey that you need to do alone. And now I don't mean you need to go break up with your partner or drop all of your friends or seclude yourself from society. But what I mean is that you need to have moments of solitude where it's just you and your thoughts. And this can be very triggering for some and it can be hard, okay? So keep that in mind. When I started my own soul searching journey, I quickly realized that, you know, this is a solo journey because only we can connect to our soul and intuition in a way where we can uncover what it is our soul desires. No one else can do that for us. And having external voices and opinions affects this process. Which is often why when you do do the soul searching, you'll find that not many people around you are interested in doing the same thing. It's honestly quite interesting. I've talked to a lot of other people who have been through their own soul searching journey and they said, yeah, when I was going through it, everyone thought I was crazy. No one understood what I was going through and no one was interested in going through this soul searching journey like I was at the time. And I truly do feel like there's a reason for that because we we decide to do the soul searching in a time in our life where we usually feel like we don't have that purpose. And I feel like it's specifically synchronistically set up in a way that we are pushed to be alone when going through this process. So the journey of soul searching for me was all about finding a state of inner peace healing and discovering what makes me feel passionate. Making sure, you know, that you have moments of solitude to quiet your mind and really connect with your thoughts is going to be important. And a lot of people achieve this through meditation. But it's also important to know that when you start this soul searching journey, it can bring up triggers. It can feel lonely. And you may have some realizations that your current reality isn't the reality that's meant for you or that's good for you. Because often through our soul searching journey, we realize that we are hiding parts of who we are due to unhealed wounds. We also realize we have relationships in our life that may not be healthy for us, that may no longer align with our vibration by the end of this journey. And we come to this realization that there is so much more waiting for us to discover it. But for so long, we've held ourselves back. As much as this journey can feel lonely, scary, and long in the beginning, by the end of it, we unlock this potential within us that allows us to truly create the reality that we were always meant to have. We don't have to settle anymore. It's like we take back control of our reality and no longer allow fear and external experiences and people choose our life for us. So once you have these moments of solitude, now what? Now what do you do? This is where the reflection comes into play. You want to do some honest reflecting on what parts of your reality don't feel aligned. What parts of your reality are draining you? What parts of your reality make you feel anxious and upset? What beliefs are your beliefs? And what beliefs were you conditioned to believe through society, your parents, your community, then figure out what parts of your reality make you feel fulfilled. What parts of your reality fill you with joy, light you up? I like to go back to my inner child when doing reflection because often our inner child knows what lights our soul up. What did you enjoy as a child? What did you love to do? What made you feel alive? I was doing some of my own reflection recently the other day and I had this realization. As a child, I loved buying books that were related to personal growth. I don't know if anyone else remembers these like journal prompt books as a kid, but I used to always buy them. If the book had questions that I, about myself that I had to answer, 
or like self-reflection questions, I absolutely loved those books. I also used to create graphics all the time online. Creating my MySpace profile was always fun for me. There was also this website called Buddy For You, and often when I bring this up, many people don't know what it is and have never heard of it. I always thought I was kind of weird for enjoying that website, but at the end of the day, I used to spend hours every day on Buddy For You just creating content and writing, and it was so much fun for me. I would also create worksheets and pretend to be a teacher. These were things that I loved to do as a child, and now that I'm older, I am incorporating bits and pieces of this into my career, into my life. It's funny too because I also had a Tumblr back in the day and I loved having people send me questions and ask advice. I found it so fulfilling to help others through giving personal advice. So these are just some examples of how I reflected on my own inner child to remember what I used to love and enjoy doing as a child because often that can give you clues to your soul. And now you have to ask the tough questions. Once you figure out, you know, what you love to do as a child, ask yourself, why? Why aren't you doing more of what you love? Why are you settling for those parts of your reality that make you feel unfulfilled? Why do you stay in toxic relationships? Why do you stay in a job that doesn't value your worth? This will bring up triggers for you and you have to pay attention to those triggers because those triggers will often point towards those unhealed wounds. Now, I had many relationships in my life where I felt like I could not be myself, where I felt like if I didn't appear a certain way that I wasn't good enough or valued and appreciated. But I held on to these relationships and it was because I didn't like change, I didn't like conflict, and I struggled to let go. But I knew that it was necessary in order to step into the reality that my soul desired. I couldn't allow myself to feel that way any longer. I wanted that inner peace. The hard part about soul searching is making peace with the dark in order for you to embrace your light. We all have shadows. This is the trauma we push into the depths of our being that we never had the chance to address and heal. When you do your soul searching, it's important to make peace with your shadow side. It's important to allow that side to come to the surface so you can recognize it and work on healing from the pain you experience. But don't live in the past and don't go out if, it, if it's hard for you, you don't want to go out and look for your trauma, but instead you want to recognize those triggers when they come up. The thing about emotions, pain, and trauma is often that this all stems from childhood because in childhood, there's many times where we don't feel safe to acknowledge our pain and our emotions because many of us grew up with parents who may not have had the chance to heal themselves. Oftentimes, our parents were taught to brush things under the rug, to just get over it, to keep pushing forward, to suck it up, to not cry, and because that's what they were taught, they then take these lessons and the cycle repeats with their own children. So now we have this repeating cycle of humans who don't want to recognize their emotions, their pain, or their trauma. So what ends up happening is we push these emotions away and store these emotions within our body because we didn't feel like it was okay to deal with them at the time. Because we weren't always taught healthy ways to process emotions. And now this creates triggers. When we go through an experience that triggers or reminds us of painful situations from the past, our body responds and lets those stored emotions out little by little. And how you react to your triggers will be different for everyone. But an example for me is that in my childhood, I was always really aware. My awareness was heightened because I wanted to make sure that I was keeping the peace in my environment. Because my parents were always fighting and my dad was always angry 
His anger was so intense that it scared me as a child. I feared his anger. So I did the best I could to make sure my actions weren't going to make him upset. And when I saw people being upset, I often wanted to help them feel better. My reaction to arguments and conflict was always to either one, try to avoid them altogether, which led to me sacrificing my own happiness just to keep the peace, or two, trying to do what I can to mediate every argument and step into that I need to fix this mentality. I never recognized just how much I did this until I went on my soul searching journey. I recognized that as a child, I was also always told that what I was upset over wasn't that big of a deal. That I was overreacting or often when I was dealing with my emotions, I didn't have anyone there to comfort me the way that I needed. I never felt validated for being upset. So what I would do is push my emotions away, telling myself that I am overreacting and I'd shame myself for feeling the way I did. I would try so hard not to cry when my body needed me to cry in order to release those emotions. When we haven't allowed ourselves to make peace with our shadows, we often are still holding on to this masked, version of ourselves. It's this version of ourselves that we created to protect ourselves as a child. And we are still wearing this mask because our inner child is still hurting. Because of this, we continue to seek out relationships and experiences that remind us of childhood because that's what's comfortable to us, even if it's toxic, which is often why we attract partners that remind us of our parents, or we attract situations that reflect back to us the wounds that we have yet to truly heal, it keeps those cycles repeating and holds us back from being our authentic self. When it comes to soul searching, it's so important to recognize these cycles that are repeating that stem from unhealed wounds. Whether it's continuously dating emotionally unavailable partners or continuously ending up in a work environment that feels toxic, it could be continuously attracting bosses into our life that make us feel worthless or make us feel like we can't be heard. You have to recognize those patterns and those cycles and figure out what work needs to be done in order to break these patterns. And often these patterns are a clear indication that there's change that needs to take place. The only way to break a cycle is to create a change. If you continuously do what you've always done, you will get the same results every time. Doing the reflection and making peace with your shadows is going to help you create that change and break those patterns so that you can deepen the connection you have with your soul. I like to think of it as getting to know yourself, really figuring out what you love and how you want to be treated, breaking those subconscious thoughts of not being good enough or worthy because, you know, we don't realize how the simplest phrase, like telling a child they are bad when they're doing something wrong, can stick with them for such a long time. Or telling a child that it's their fault that their parent has to work so hard every day. Even if the parent is meaning to come off in a joking way, like saying things like, what did I do to deserve you to a child when the child pushes a parent's buttons? These simple simple phrases can do a lot of internal damage without even realizing it. And through soul searching, you are realizing the beliefs that you've created that are now the reality that you live. And it's all about changing your beliefs so that you can create that desired reality and connect with your soul. Which brings me to this next step in this soul searching journey, which is questioning your reality. And I know this sounds crazy, I know, but 
It was a huge step in my journey. I started to question a lot of things, like why should I have to work hard at a job that doesn't appreciate my value? Why should I keep someone in my life who doesn't make me feel valued or appreciated? Why should I allow other people to make my decisions and choices for me? Why should I have to burn myself out in order to make money? Why should I have to go to college in order to be successful? I started to question my current beliefs about my reality, and I started to recognize that a lot of my beliefs were taught to me that were, you know, conditioned and greatly limited. My life's path has been far from traditional. I go against a lot of what society would consider to be the truth, and that's because I desire free thinking. I connect more with my feelings and intuition than I do with logic, and I have a very free-spirited approach to life, and part of my belief is that I believe we should be able to make our own decisions in life, that we shouldn't be controlled to have decisions made for us, and what's best for one person isn't always best for the next. When people start to try to interfere with your intuition, that's when there's problems to be had, because our intuition knows best. And if intuitively a decision does not feel right for you, then you should be allowed to lean into that feeling without someone telling you that you shouldn't trust that intuitive nudge. But often in today's society, intuition is pushed to the side. There's so many ways that we are conditioned to not listen to our intuition, and it's alarming. But a lot of people don't want to recognize this, but one of the most important phases in this soul-searching journey is to connect deeply with your intuition because our intuition is connected to our soul. It knows what's best for us. It can see our potential, but it's all the outside BS that holds us back. The external opinions from others, people who try to control our choices and decisions, people who guilt us into believing that the intuitive decisions we want to make for ourselves are wrong. The fear-based media that society is always putting in our face and so much more. It's time to get to know you by connecting with your intuition and doing the reflection to recognize what it is you want and what may have been holding you back from living out that potential. Something that helped me on my soul searching journey was being opened to perspective because something that this world is lacking right now is one, being open-minded and two, realizing that their perspective is not truth. Everyone wants to believe that their perspective is truth and that if someone else views the world or a situation from a different point of view, then that person is wrong okay but there is no right or wrong when it comes to perspective we all view life and experiences through a lens that is based off of what we went through when you have the ability to see someone else's perspective you create growth i like to call it soul growth when you step out of this i am right and you are wrong mentality you learn compassion because your reality is not everyone's reality the reality is we all experience life differently and that's the point to experience life in different ways. Through soul searching, I learned how to not be so narrow-minded. I learned that a lot of our perspectives and opinions are based off of the trauma we experience throughout life. I learned that the way I view life is not how everyone views life and that we aren't meant to view life the same because if we all viewed life the same and if we all thought the same, there would be no growth. But I try my absolute best not to judge someone else who lives life differently. Of course, I still get really frustrated that other people don't see my point of view that they don't see my perspective but a lot of people struggle with that. And again, with my own perspective and beliefs, I am a huge believer that we are spiritual beings put into this human experience to learn and grow, to experience emotions, and to learn how to be compassionate souls. But this world is lacking so much compassion right now because 
everyone wants to be right. Too many people out there are wanting everyone to think and view life the exact same way that they do. And so many people are out there trying to push intuition away. A lot of people are disconnected from their soul. And I truly believe life does not have to be as hard and painful as we make it. But this is the reality of the world right now because this is the narrative that has been pushed upon us for so long. But what if we collectively came together to change the narrative? Even if we can't collectively shift, the more we embrace our intuition, rediscover our soul, and channel that compassionate energy, just maybe it will be enough to create some sort of change. And I definitely believe that you will start to see a positive shift in your own reality. So I challenge you to embrace your soul searching journey, to become the observer of your own thought, to change the narrative and realize that you can heal and live life from a state of inner peace and compassion. Your reality could completely shift Maybe society's truth all along was just a way to keep us on the hamster wheel, to keep us from connecting to our intuition because they knew that once we connect to our intuition, the game changes and they don't have control over us anymore because we are connected to our soul. And when we are connected to our soul, we have faith over fear. And I know this sounds preachy, but there's just so much potential within you. And if you are listening to this, then that means you are desiring a soul connection. You desire to live a life that feels passionate and fulfilling. But do you believe you can have that? That is the question that I want to leave you with today. All right, so I really hope you found this episode helpful in one way or another. Um, I love when you guys reach out and connect to me, so please feel free to reach out, connect with me more on social media at Close. E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S on all platforms, okay? And I am sending you all of my love. I just want you to know that you are so worthy of living a life that makes you happy, that fulfills you. And, you know, I truly just want everyone to be connected to their intuition because it's that inner compass that leads you to that joy. All right, so until next time, my sweet friends.